Alright y'all, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got it in facts. Today, we're going to be going over some sports. Uh, we are continuing welfare week tonight and through the rest of the week pretty much. Uh, tonight, we'll be having the other guys. Uh, but today, this morning, we're going to be focused on, uh, like I said, some sports, some college basketball. Uh, we're going to get into the NBA just a little bit. We're going to go over the All-Star game. And then uh, just some NFL, some, some new free agency notes to look over and then uh, we'll go from there the two ogs of course philip rivers and tom brady have made it official they will become free agents we're going to talk about the implications of that where they might end up and is there still a chance that at one of them or maybe even both of them retires so let's get into that in just a little bit but first and foremost we're going to talk a little bit about some college basketball starting off with the newest top 25 uh we're going to start off at number 25 with lsu lsu is currently 17 and 6 after a very um very down last week but they were able to get a win tonight we'll talk about that in just a little bit at number 24 we have texas tech um they are currently 15 and 8. At number 23, we have Creighton, who is 18 and 6. We have number 22, Illinois, at 16 and 7. We also got Iowa here at 17 and 7. We have uh, Houston here at number 20, who is 19 and 5. At number 19, we have Butler at 18 and 6. At number 18, we have Marquette, who's making another appearance on the top 25. Uh, they have risen up eight spots, pretty much one of the highest risers of the week. They have won three games in a row, with the last game being um, versus Butler, 76-56 uh, to 56 at home. Uh, they are also 29th in scoring with 78.2 points per game. At number 17, we have Oregon, who's also dropped after a weekend of a of a very ugly loss that they shouldn't have gotten. At number 16, we have Colorado here at 19-5. At number 15, uh, we have Villanova. Uh, sorry, 16, we have Colorado. At number 15, we have Villanova. At 17 and 6, Colorado is 19 and 5. At number 14, we have West Virginia, who also took a, a upset loss last week. That's why they've dropped just a little bit to number 14. We have at number 13, Penn State, who is on the rise just a little bit. They are currently 18 and 5. At number 12, we have Kentucky, who is 18 and 5 as well. At number 11, we have Auburn, who is 21 and 2. At number 10, we have Seton Hall, who is 18-5. At number 9, we have Maryland, who is 19-4. At number 8, here comes an ACC uh, member. We have uh, Florida State here at 20-3. At number 8, we have another ACC member here uh, in, in Duke, who is 20-3. At number 6, we have Dayton, who is 21-2. Uh, just a, a quiet 21-2 as well to add to that. Uh, not a whole lot of media coverage on them, uh, but probably if they get... Well, once they once they get into tournament time, you'll be hearing some more. Uh, well, at least closer to the tournament, at least around you know conference tournament time, the media will start piling in and start putting their two cents about this squad. But for right now, the media is real quiet about them. And if you ask me, as quiet as it kept, as quiet as it's kept, uh, they are probably. Um, just a well probably a cinderella story waiting to happen there's probably they're probably one of those teams are going to go really underlooked uh really probably not even talked about or looked at at all but they're probably going to win a couple games of the tournament that's going to make people turn their heads so look out for them they probably only went they only they probably only lose maybe one more game this season just looking at the way they've been playing they've been playing really good um some really good basketball from them so i don't think they went they lose any more games this year and i think again they're one of those teams that come in there and they turn a couple heads they probably make it to the switch 
Elite 16, maybe even the Elite, the elite 8 before the Eliminated. But come on, go on a, a really, go on an unprecedented run that people weren't expecting from them. I just see it. There's something about it. Something about this Dayton team here. And number five, we have Louisville at 21 and 3. And number four, we have San Diego State, who is still undefeated. They are 25-0. and 0. At number three, we have Kansas at 20-3. and 3. And uh, for the, the top two, of course, the top three, nothing's really has changed in terms of their positions. Uh, of course, we have Gonzaga here at 25-1 and 1 at number two. And then, of course, Baylor here at 21-1. and 1. Uh, Some of my biggest risers of the week, we have Marquette in Colorado. Uh, they've both risen up eight spots. Uh, for Marquette, like I said before, uh, they've won three games in a row. Uh, for Colorado, they've, won, they've also won three games in the world. And they are currently first in the Pac-10, uh, Pac-12, excuse me, with an 8-3 and three conference record. And this is their highest ranking uh, since 2014. But however, with that being said, they do have a big game this week against the Oregon team that has beaten them uh, at their house. They'll be going to Oregon this week. Uh, look for that game to happen on Thursday. Two top 25 teams in the Pac-12. Uh, I think the oh, I think the conference is going to pretty much be won between one of these two teams. And this is a good matchup here. Uh, some of my biggest followers are going to be uh, Iowa, they've dropped four spots. Oregon, of course, dropped three spots after an ugly loss on Saturday to Oregon State, 56-63. to They were outscored 21-35 to in the second half. That's not good. Uh, we have Villanova dropping five spots, and the biggest loser we have going into this week was LSU. LSU was 0-2 last week. They lost a, a nine-point game on the road at Vanderbilt, who was unranked, and then they went on to lose a one-point game on the road at Auburn. So, again, um, not a good week for them, not a good weekend, but they were able to get something going last night. They were able to beat Missouri 82-78. to They were down by double digits in the second half, but they finally were able to take a, well, they were finally able to take a lead, excuse me, before Darius Day busted a three-pointer, and they would finish the game on a 13-9 run. Uh, Darius Day, the forward, would end up scoring with scoring a double-double uh, with 20 points and 10 rebounds, and forward Skyler Mays would have 23, actually leading, leading all scores uh, in the scoring department. So, um, again, LSU, uh, they did take a couple losses last week. So, two crucial losses last week, but, again, they're looking to be in the right direction. They did. They were able to get a win last night. Uh, things remain the same for these top teams here. Of course, Baylor, um, everybody, well, basically anybody in the top eight, things have pretty much remained the same for them. They, maybe they dropped one or two spots at the most. Uh, for Baylor, Again, in the top teams, they are there's a lot of top teams riding winning streaks for Baylor. They have a 21 game win streak. Of course, San Diego State has still been undefeated. They have 25 wins at the moment. At number two, we have Gonzaga. Of course, they've won 17 games in a row. But again, you've heard what I say about said about their conference. I don't think I'm buying them come tournament time. And of course, we have number six Dayton. Um, they have won 13 games in a row. But something about this team. Again, I've talked about this team. It seems like a, a Cinderella, team, Cinderella team to me. So look out for them. But we're going to move on to last night's top 25 scores. Well, actually, some um, some of the weekly top 25 scores. We're going to start off with Monday. Uh, Monday, we have Florida State uh, taking an L to Duke. Of course, number seven, Duke. 65 to 70 was the final score there. But Florida State, they were led by guard Trent Forrest. He would have 18 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. And forward Malik Osborne would have 14 points and five rebounds for Duke. They were led by guard Jordan Goldwire. He would have 13 points. Guard Trey Jones would also have 13 points and 3 assists. And Fort Matthew Hurd would have 12 points and 2 rebounds. Now Duke uh, would shoot significantly better. Uh, they would have a 45.1% percent field goal percentage. Excuse me. They also have a 37.9 3-point percentage. Um, 
Actually, that we have a 45.1 field goal percentage compared to Florida State's 37.9% field goal percentage. They would also shoot 41.2% from the three-pointer, three-point line uh, compared to Florida State's 16.7. So, again, the Seminoles had an off-shooting night, uh, but they remained pretty close. Uh, Florida State played some solid defense. Now, Duke would out-rebound the Seminoles 39-36, but also gave up 21 turnovers. Uh, FSU with 4-16 still. So that's the story. That's what pretty much kept the game close, despite Florida State having shooting issues. They were able to force many turnovers uh, and really keep the pressure on Duke just about until like the, the end, well, near the end of the second half. Uh, also, uh, Monday night, we had number one, Baylor getting it done against Texas, 52-45. to We also got number 24, Texas Tech getting it done against TCU in a major way, 88-42. to And uh, moving on to last night's scores, we got Penn State uh, getting it done over Purdue. I believe the score was 88-62, to or maybe, uh, I believe, 63. Uh, we have Kentucky getting a W over Vanderbilt, 78-64. to We got Dayton getting the win over Rhode Island, 81 to 66, holding on to that top, that top 10 spot for Rhode Island. They were led by guard Darren Russell. He would have 19 points, uh, four rebounds, four assists, excuse me, and two rebounds. And guard Tyrese Martin would have 15 points and eight rebounds. Uh, for Dayton, they were led by Obadiah Toppin, the Ford. He would have 22 points and 10 rebounds. They're also led by their guard, uh, Jalen Crutcher. He would have 21 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. For Dayton, they had a 50% field goal percentage and also a uh, sorry, uh, 54% free throw percentage, so a pretty decent shooting night for them. They were able to score when they needed to, and for the Flyers, they also led in rebounds and assists last night. Uh, moving on, we got a Big Ten matchup between number nine, Nebraska, and, I'm oh, sorry, number nine, Maryland, and then unranked Nebraska. Uh, Maryland was able to get the win here, 72-70. to 70. We also had an upset last night as well uh, with number 22, uh, Illinois, taking, a, taking an L to Michigan State. The final score here was 79 to 69 70 to 69 excuse me michigan state is uh currently unranked uh, but they move up to 70 and 8 17 and 8 on the year for Michigan State, they were led by guard Rocket Watts. He would have 21 points and two assists. Ford Xavier Tillman would have 17 points and 11 rebounds, as well as three assists. I believe Cassius Winston, uh, their leading, they're one of their leading scorers, would just have 12 points last night, uh, but also 12 assists as well. For Illinois, they were led by guard Ayo Dosunmu. He would have uh, 17 points and nine rebounds. And guard Andreas Felice would have 15 points and four rebounds coming off the bench. Uh, Illinois would control the boards 38 to uh, 33. Uh, they would even have a slight advantage on the offensive end of, of rebounds too, with a fortunate seven edge there. Uh, however, they only shot 36% from the field goal and also 27.8 from three. So not a great shooting night from them. So they had opportunities to score, but they just weren't able to convert. Uh, this is their third straight loss, that being for Illinois, and uh, definitely they are in danger of losing that top 25 spot. And finally, of course. Of course, uh, San Diego State stays undefeated with an easy win over New Mexico, 82-59. All right, y'all, let's move on to the NBA. Not really a whole lot to go over there, uh, but I will go over uh, the All-Star game, of course. And, of course, this is no longer East and West. Of course, they now choose, I guess, yeah, they choose captains now, and the captains 
you know, pick their squad. So this year, of course, the two captains are LeBron uh, for Team LeBron. And then also you got Team Giannis, of course, led by your boy out there in uh, Milwaukee. But let's break down Team LeBron real quick. And by the way, uh, for those of you who do not know, uh, the All-Star Game will be held this Friday, Valentine's Day. And I believe, it's, is it in Chicago, I think? I could be wrong. I could be wrong with the location, but it is definitely this Friday. Uh, but for Team LeBron, of course, he has his teammate Anthony Davis on here. He's going to be the center pat flat, uh, slash power forward, of course. Uh, for the Lakers this year, he's averaging 26.4 points a game, uh, also 3.3 rebounds, and also 9, just a little bit over 9 assists. This is his seventh All-Star selection. He was also a scoring champ in 2018. Up next, we got Kawhi Leonard of the Clippers, uh, averaging 27 points this year. 5.3 rebounds and also seven and a half assists. This is his first, this fourth, excuse me, fourth All Star selection. The two-time Finals MVP and also a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Up next, you have Luka Doncic in his second year. Uh, second year. Uh, this is his first All Star game this year with the Mavericks. He's averaging 28.8 points a game. 8.7 rebounds and also 9.5 rebounds. He is also the Rookie of the Year last year, beating out Trey Young. Also. You got James Harden. Uh, he's averaging 30, 35 and a half, 35.8 points a game, 7.3 assists, and also 6.8 rebounds. He's an eight-time All-Star, an MVP in 2018, and also the scoring champ that same year as well. Uh, maybe even the year before. Uh, uh, for the reserves, we have Chris Paul. Uh, we have uh, we have Chris Paul the Thunder. We also have Dame, of course, the Blazers. He's averaging twenty nine points a game, despite them just not losing seven uh, seven point nine assists, four point five rebounds. He's a five time All Star. There is some talk about him being an outside contender for the MVP. No, no, I'm a Blazers fan, and I'm not having it. We're we're terrible. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in that. If he, if he was all that good, we'd be winning more games. That's my opinion about it. So, no, I don't feel like he's an MVP. I feel like he's a great player, but he's not MVP right now. Uh, we also got Nikola Jokic coming off the reserves for this squad, and also uh, they're going to be coached by Frank Vogel. And mind you, that's not all the reserves. That's just... That's just some of them. I'm not going to go through all the reserves. I don't have all day for that. But let's move on to Team Giannis. Uh, of course, he's going to be headed, or he's going to be the head of this team. Uh, but he, he'll be employing the services of Joel Embiid for this squad. Uh, Joel Embiid of the Sixers is averaging 23.1 points a game on 3.1 assists as well, and also two, uh, 12 rebounds. This is his third All-Star selection. He's also named to the 2019 second All-Team NBA. Up next, we have uh, Pascal Siakam of the Raptors. This year, he's averaging 23.7 points a game, 3.5 assists, and also 7.7 rebounds. This is his fourth All-Star selection. And in 2019, he was the league's most improved player. Uh, we also got Kimball Walker uh, from the Celtics. He's averaging 22 points a game on five assists and also four rebounds. He's a four-time All-Star, and he was also a third-team All-NBA last season. Uh, and finally, we got Trey Young of the Hawks, 29.3 points a game in his second year uh, he's also averaging nine uh nine assists per game and also 4.6 rebounds this is his first all-star selection and it was 2019 he was a member of the 2019 all rookie team the first team that is uh some reserves for team Jonas would be forward brandon ingram he's having a really great season with the pelicans with 25 points per game 4.2 rebound, 4.2 assists, excuse me, and also 6.3 rebounds. This is his first All-Star selection. We also got Ford Bam Adebayo uh, from the Heat. This is also his first All-Star selection. Uh, 
This year, he's averaging career highs in points, uh, rebounds, and assists. Uh, he's averaging 15.9 points per game, 4.9 assists, and also 10.4 rebounds. And this coach, uh, the coach for this squad is going to be Nick Nurse. Uh, before we get into the scores real quick, I want to talk a little bit about the Andrew Wiggins trade that took place last week. I wanted to share my thoughts on that. Uh, the Warriors have decided, uh, well, they decided uh, to trade D'Angelo Russell uh, to Minnesota for Andrew Riggins and for a top three pick uh, in 2021 and also a second round pick, uh, a second round pick in the same year. Uh, the Warriors will also be giving up Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman. Uh, Wiggins is currently under contract till 2023. And he will be making some significant amount of cash. Um, just breaking down the tail of the tape for these two guys. This year, uh, Russell was averaging 23.6 points a game, which was a career high. 6.2 assists uh, at a 40%, 43% field goal percentage and also a 37.43 point percentage. Wiggins will be turning 25 this year on February the 23rd. He's currently averaging 22 points a game on 5.2 rebounds and also 3.7 assists. Um... I I personally, uh, I'm being honest, I don't think the trade makes sense. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is coming to his own. Uh, he's definitely matured uh, since his day as since his days as a Laker. Uh, he was a part of a, a Brooklyn Nets team that was able to to crap to scrap excuse me to scrap and claw their way uh, to a playoff spot last year, along with Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, so he's a proven winner. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, I believe he's had tremendous potential. He's shown that he can. Well, he's shown that he can uh, be he can develop if that's possible. But I, I personally believe that he's way too streaky of a shooter. Um, I feel like they are getting somewhat of the same player. But with that being said, why make the move? I don't feel like they're upgrading here. I do not see in which they were upgrading. I don't see the upgrade. I see, again, they're getting somewhat the same player on particularly this. Well, I actually, I believe Russell has better shooting percentages throughout his career, I would say. I would go out on a limb and say that. Um, Wiggins is, is hot right now. Of course, he's developing, but you already had Russell that was pretty much... I think hitting his peak. I don't think Wiggins has touched that. I don't know what Wiggins' peak can be. Um, and I'm not, you know, he hasn't been on a team in which he's had to really improve his skills, and that's led to some type of success. Uh, I think he's developed his skills to some extent with the Timberwolves. Of course, he's gotten the shooting better, but has that led to them being a better team? No. When D'Angelo Russell became a better player, uh, the Nets became a better team. That's that's the way it is, along with the help of Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, so I don't see I don't see what the Warriors upgraded with this one. Uh, I just feel like they just made a move for the sake of making a move. Why? Uh, you know, and again, they have to pay him so much money. Is he worth it? No. Uh, so again, that's their choice, and I I guess you know they feel like he has he's a better fit with Steph and and Clay than D'Angelo Russell is. But I I don't see it. I, again, I I see the same player. Therefore, I don't. I don't see an upgrade. All right, y'all. We're going to move on. Uh, before I wrap everything up for today, we're going to move on to the, to the scores from last night. Uh, we got the Clippers uh, getting a W last night. Actually, not the Clippers, but the Sixers getting a W last night against the Clippers. 110 to 103. The Sixers are now 34 and 30, uh, 34 and 21, excuse me. And the Clippers are now 37 and 17. Uh, for the Clippers, they were led by Kawhi, of course. He would have 30 points, 9 assists, and 4 rebounds. 
Guard Land Landry Shamet will score 19 points off the bench. And for Marcus Morris and Lou Williams will both score 13 points. Uh, Marcus Morris would add five rebounds to that. Lou Williams would add six assists and also two rebounds to his point totals. Uh, for six for the Sixers, they were led by Joel Embiid, the All-Star, and also Ben Simmons, their other All-Star. They would have 26 points uh, from the each from both of them. Uh, for Joel, he would have nine points and two assists, and Ben Simmons would add twelve rebounds and ten assists. And uh, for for the Sixers, they were also helped out by guard Josh Josh Richardson. He would have twenty one points and five rebounds. Moving on, we got an Eastern Conference matchup between the Wizards and the Bulls. Both teams uh, at nineteen wins. Uh, the Bulls are nineteen and thirty six. Uh, the Wizards are now nineteen and thirty three with the win last night. Uh, the Wizards, like I said, came away with the win one twenty six to one fourteen. For the Bulls, they were led by guard Zach Levine. Uh, he would have forty one points, nine rebounds, and four assists. And guard Thomas Sadoransky would have nineteen points, eight rebounds, and two assists. For the Wizards, Bradley Beal, of course, will lead the way for them with thirty points, seven assists, and three rebounds. I think the Wizards are really mismanaging his prime. I wish they would just let him go or trade him and let him win somewhere else. Uh, you got Ricky Ford, Rui Achimura, who would have 20 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. And guard Shabazz Napier would have 15 points, 2 assists, and 2 rebounds coming off the bench. Up next, we got the Spurs. Uh, oh, actually, they get a win in this one against the Thunder, 114-106. to 106. Um, Let's see. Uh the Spurs are now 23 and 31, excuse me, and also the Thunder are 32 and 22. Uh, for the Spurs, they were led by four, LaMarcus Aldridge, he would have 25 points, 14 rebounds, and three assists. Uh, guard DeJounte Murray would have 25 points, three assists, and nine rebounds. Patty Mills would have 20 points off the bench, and guard Derek White would have 17 points, four assists, and eight rebounds coming off the bench. And uh, for the Thunder, they were led by Ford, Chris Paul, I'm sorry, Point guard Chris Ball, Chris Paul. He would have 31 points, seven assists, and also three rebounds. Forward Shy Gilgis Alexander would have 17 points, five rebounds, and two assists. And forward Danilo Gallinari would have 15 points, eight rebounds, and three assists. And guard Dennis Schroeder would have 14 points, three assists, coming off the bench. Finally, uh, wrapping up the action, wrapping up the action for last night, the Pelicans will get an easy, somewhat of an easy win over the Bladers, 138 to 117. This is why again. I don't consider Dame Lillard an MVP. Still a great player, phenomenal player, but mm, we're getting blown out by the Pelicans. I don't, I don't want to hear MVP talk. I want to hear wins talk. I want to hear that we won ten games in a row. I want to hear that we are always in contention for the playoffs. I don't want to hear Dame Lillard should be a an, an MVP right now. I don't want to hear none of that. And finally, we got the Rockets getting a win against the Rockets, one sixteen to one hundred five. All right, y'all. Before I let y'all go, we're gonna talk a little bit about the NFL. Uh, just to just an update here. Two OGs, of course, they decided to hit the free agency market. Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers, of course, they hit it under different circumstances. Tom Brady is um, looking for the max possible deal, so he's looking to leverage uh, somewhat of a. I would. I'm hearing. 30 plus million from his next suitor and it could possibly be uh the patriots who knows uh but last year he threw four thousand five uh for four thousand fifty seven yards he had 24 touchdowns eight interceptions and a passer rating of 88 um he would also however lose in the wild card playoffs to the the titans and he's also been linked to the raiders the chargers and the cowboys um you know, it's hard to say about the Raiders, of course. I mean, it 
I mean, everybody's been saying this was their cars last year and all this. A lot of people have been saying that, but I don't know. I mean, uh, did he really get a chance with the with the tools that he has and with the tools that that we currently have? Do you think that Tom Brady would just automatically do better? I don't think so. Um, I don't see that happening. Um, I think Derek Carr gets at least one more year. We try to really hook him up with something defensively, uh, maybe another uh, another really a number one wide receiver, a for real number one wide receiver, and not Terrell Williams. Um, because again, even if Tom Brady was in that situation or Philip Rivers in that was in that situation, I don't think they performed that much better. I don't think they performed better uh, than what Derek Carr had, at least in terms of wins, because Derek Carr's numbers weren't terrible. They were not terrible, uh. So let's not let's not go there. So I I still think Derek Carr did enough to save his job. So I think either one of these guys going to the Raiders is like again, it'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise for me. Um, do I think Tom Brady is worth the thirty million? No, not with the numbers that I've seen. Not with his not with his regression over the last couple of years. At forty two years no at forty two years old, no. Uh he should be working to find if I'm if I'm somebody of his caliber, uh but I am of his age, I'm not looking for necessarily a fan friendly deal, but I'm still looking for a I'm I mean I'm looking for a decent deal, but it's still a deal that allows me to build or that team to build something around me. Like I'm only forty two years old. I'm not I'm not gonna be here for the future. I'm only gonna whoever I go to, whether it's the Patriots or any of these teams, the Chargers, and he's also been linked to the Cowboys as well, which is crazy because they already have a starting established quarterback there. So, like, what are you gonna do? Just, just throw, just throw Dak to the side for for Tom Brady for one or two years for a chance to win a Super Bowl? Not even to have to even be guaranteed. I wouldn't do it. I I, I wouldn't do it. Uh, the Panthers possibly. Um, we also got Phillip Rivers being linked to the Panthers as well. Um, but again. You know, for 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 Tom, he is not worth the thirty million. I'll be going to a situation where there's some where there's a good wide receiver, uh, where there's a good wide receiver crew, when there's where there's a good running back and there's a good defense. I wouldn't care what they're signing me to. I'd go there. I go to the team that is most in line to win a Super Bowl. That's what I would. That needs a quarterback. That is, you know, I mean, because if you think if you look at it, I mean, last year who did you have uh, in the Super Bowl? You had uh, the Chiefs and you had the Forty ers I mean, again. You know, is SF really willing to part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo for just two years of Tom Brady? I don't think so. At the max, and not even and and to be in a situation where you don't even win the Super Bowl. So what's the point? It could be even worse than what you were. There's a chance that that could happen. There's a chance that, that Tom Brady could completely fall off the face of the planet, and you don't get anywhere. We know you know that it's possible, right? Let's not hype him up too much. I don't think he's worth the thirty million. Um, I think he gets somewhere between twenty and twenty-five million, even from even if he doesn't go to, back to New England. Uh, but if I'm him, I'm looking to go with the team that's right there. You know, maybe one or two moves away from being in Super Bowl, and I'm taking whatever deal that they're willing to give me because, again, I've already established myself outside of football. You already have a net worth of you know excess millions of dollars, so you don't really need. A big time NFL contract, even at this point in your career, you don't need it. You you're okay. I mean, that's what you know. But again, you know, it's his choice. What he wants to do is his career as a GM or owner. I wouldn't do it for two to two years max. 
just to be just to you know again just to have a chance at being there not even be like again a favorite it's not even going to be a even if they get tom brady whoever gets tom brady it's not going to be a foregone conclusion that what they win the super bowl i don't believe that i don't believe that hype uh as for philip rivers he would throw for 4,615 yards uh two uh 23 touchdowns 20 interceptions and he had a passer rating of 88.5 he didn't even make the playoffs last year he's also being linked to the, the raiders he's also being linked to the chiefs the bears and the panthers uh in a situation with san diego they just decided to you know not resign him so they just said you know you're you're on your own buddy you know you can do whatever you want um does he i think he's more likely to retire than tom though because i just don't think he's gonna command a whole hell of a lot of interest again i don't see the raiders you know or the cowboys just dumping their quarterback to get a new one uh the only thing i could think that could really you know really need a quarterback i mean the same think about it they will get rid of think about it they'll get rid of drew Brees because they have somebody old again another older quarterback uh the giants possibly the redskins if you really want to go through that but nobody wants to go through that that trash there i mean it's not trash i don't want to say that word but nobody wants to go through that dysfunction that's the word i really want to say nobody wants to handle the dc um the DC, you know, dysfunction. There's no chance that they're gonna win, uh, and that's really that's being real. I mean, all the teams that really need a quarterback aren't really close to a Super Bowl. Um, the Jets. I mean, if you want to, you know, want to get get Sam Donald out the way. I mean, you got Detroit, but then again, they're not close to a, pl- a playoff berth. And then if you want to get rid of Matthew Stafford, one of the best passes that they've had in years, okay, you can do that too. Again, for for an aging quarterback, I mean, if you want to do that, I mean, there's nowhere they can really go, you know, in my either one of them. I don't, I don't, I mean, again, unless somebody makes a concession and that's the Chiefs say, oh, well, we really need this quarterback or, you know, the Houston, I mean, I don't see Houston doing it. I'm thinking about first of all, I'm thinking about thinking about all the playoff teams because it would only make, especially for Tom Brady, it would only make sense if he goes to a Super Bowl caliber team, and there's there's no real openings for that. There's no openings from. Think about all the teams that were in the playoffs this year. Is there an opening for him on any of those teams? Uh, we go to um, Tennessee. They seem to be okay with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, they could they could move him. They could possibly move him in and and move Ryan Tannehill to the side. They could do that. Um, of course, Houston's not going to do it. They're okay with Deshaun Watson. Uh, d- d- damn, you know, for damn sure, Kansas City ain't going to do it. Baltimore, for damn sure, ain't going to do it. Um, and that leaves teams like Jacksonville, you know, teams like the Browns, possibly, what I've heard, you know, Phillip Rivers being linked to. That would make sense. Pop- but again, they already have a starting quarterback, though. So it's like, how could you link these teams? You know, how, I mean, where could they possibly go? Uh, for Philip Rivers, that's why I feel like he's more likely to retire than Tom because I don't feel like he's gonna he's gonna get even less attention in my opinion, and he for sure ain't gonna get a big ass contract. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, where would he? Where would they go? Like, of course, for for Philip Rivers, he's been linked to the Bears. Uh, I think the Bears are a few more steps away before they're even a playoff contender. They gotta get through. Um, well, they, I mean, they, of course, they gotta get through Green Bay, but then we have Minnesota, who's on the rise. So it's not gonna be an easy route for the Bears. Uh, for the Colts, of course, they, I mean, they can move Jacoby Brissett aside, but how successful do you think they are gonna be? Um, necessarily, I don't think they have. A, I mean, they have a decent offensive line. They have some okay wide receivers. They don't have a tight end there. Their defense is is so so was so so last year. Um, where does where do they go? 
honestly, uh, that's the biggest question. I'll have to I'll have to let this one play itself out because I'm really, I'm really at, at my wit's end with what could happen with these two guys. That's just me. All right, y'all. I'm gonna call it a wrap for today. Like I said, later on tonight, we will be coming back. When I get back from work, I will be going over. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting back into Will Ferrell week tonight. I'll be reviewing the other guys. Uh, we have a few more reviews that I want to get through before the end of the week. At least by Saturday, I want to wrap this up. Uh, so look out for those. Uh, like I said tonight, we will be reviewing. Well, I will be reviewing the other guys. Um, and if you're in, and so far, uh, I've been having fun with it. I love it. I love all, I'm going back in time a little bit, not too far back in time, but I'm going back looking at all, uh, Will Ferrell's flicks and I'm loving them. Uh, there, there's one I really want to get into called adaptation, which might be a little bit off the beaten path for many of you who know about Will Ferrell, but I will be getting into that movie, uh, later on in the week. Uh, but, um, that's Will Ferrell week for now. Uh, we do have a war on the street segment that I want to get into, uh, sometime this week, uh, with just some news, uh, from around the country, around the world, even, um, some more celebrity news and i think i want to touch up a little bit more on the gail king situation and the firestorm not so much what she said uh we're i'm 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 not well i'm over it uh but i want to get into the ramifications of you know everything that's happened the aftermath i'm going to talk a little bit more about that and my feelings on that um and again i'm working on a new top 10 it will be my top 10 favorite uh, uh movie soundtracks again i'm working on my top two video game soundtracks as we speak so look out for that that won't be ready probably till next week but i definitely will have my top 10 movie soundtracks uh sometime by this weekend all right y'all if y'all looking to get in touch with me you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com that is e-l-j-b-u-t-l-e-r 75 at gmail.com once again that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com also the facebook page at ljamahajani e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i once again that is e-l-j-a-m-a-h uh, a D J A N I, and also have a Facebook page. For, oh, not a, not a Facebook page, but there's an Instagram page for myself as well at L Jamal E L J A M A H. It's simple as that. E L J A M A H. L Jamal is the name on Instagram, and then I also have a Facebook page for the show at Never Out of Bounds. I got links and content that I've shared as well. All right, y'all. This is your man L Jamal. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. I'm signing out for now. So peace out, one love, and I will holla at all y'all later.